What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. It's the Annie Up Podcast. Howard and Adam Aronis, courtesy of Fantasy Alarm and the Sawdust Podcast Network. Well, Adam, all right, we've uh, we've closed the book on on the NFL season, sort of, I guess. I mean, we can probably sit here and do a, a show where we talk about you know who the best was and who sucked the most. But I mean, do you really want like a recap of that, or should we just be looking ahead? Looking ahead, I think we went over a lot of that stuff. Okay, good, because I don't want to talk football at all. I, I was in there, you know, because I was talking like. NFL free agents on Sirius XM because you know, you know, oh, you 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 gotta go football three sixty five. You really? Mean you're not talking any football, but no, I'd rather I'd rather sit here and sweat with you. Uh, whatever props you put for uh, this Nets Pistons game, uh, which is sixty three fifty two in the first half right now. Yeah, Nets defense. I pretty much watch almost every minute of this game. Oh my. Good. I mean, we already know their defense is terrible. It was an absolute sieve. I mean, the Pistons scored 38 in the first quarter, and the Pistons are not a good offensive team at all. So uh, that's what happens with the Nets. And, you know, every time I look at that over, and I'm like, ah, it's going to go under one of these days, and it keeps going over. Uh, they're on pace for the over right now. It was, I think, 232 tonight. Uh, actually, it might have dipped. I think, yeah, I saw money coming in on the under. I think it dipped to 229. But uh, no Kevin Durant tonight. Uh, I should have been on the Jeremy Grant prop. It was 23 and a half points. He already has 17. Uh, but on this game, I was on Kyrie Irving over 31 and a half points and assist. He has 17 combined at the half. So, you know, I, he's taken 14 shots in the first half. So uh, hit six of them. So we need him to get to the free throw line more and hit a couple threes. So and then Joe Harris is the one uh, I had over 13 and a half points. He only has three. So uh, he's only taking two shots from the field. So I thought he'd get more shots with Kevin Durant out. So we need that to pick up. Um, but yeah, I think it was like six player props tonight that I had out there. Uh, Monday was good, four and one on player props. It was a good night for that. So uh, and three, it was three and one with player props in uh, on Sunday with the Suns minus three. So uh, looking to uh, to stay strong with the player props. It was quite a bit on the board tonight that that I liked. Would you say that you normally target player props if you're looking at uh, at some decent value for teams that are facing the Nets? Like uh, you know, I mean, you look at you know you, you look at the Pistons tonight and what they are doing. Um, you said you were going to be on. You thought you should be on Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I didn't. I oh, I wrote. I started. But to I mean, tradition like like throughout the season. Like I mean, is this just is this like a no brainer? Like you got to keep hitting some of these props opposite Brooklyn I think you have to at this point I mean let's look at their last few games they give up 124 to Philadelphia 123 to Toronto 120 to the Clippers 149 to the Wizards the Thunder who are just they're not a good offensive team 147 to them uh no no my bad 125 to them because they actually won that game but still 125 to the Thunder is a ton uh 128 to the Hawks uh, so it's every night they're giving up 120. So, yeah, I think at this point you just have to keep attacking them, you know, find a, a player prop on the other side. I mean, the percentage play is going to go your way most of the time. And, yeah, they're going to be a little higher, maybe juiced up a bit. But I think it's something that you have to do at this point because they have just so, shown no ability to stop teams at all. Is it worse for them on a back-to-back -back? because they actually – 
you know, we're recording this right now and it's Tuesday night and that's what's happening. Uh, you know, Wednesday, they're playing Indiana. Uh, do you look at, you know, are, are, is there anybody on Indiana who you would say, kind of say, you know what, let me let me see what the props are uh, here for points, assists, whatever it might be, uh, and start targeting some pacers. Yeah, I mean, DeMontis Sabonis, who's had a great year, uh, his props are going to be pretty high, my guess, is because they're playing Brooklyn. Uh, he, my guess is his rebounds is probably going to be 11 and a half. He's averaging 11.7. He's averaging 21 points. You might see 22 and a half, 23 and a half. Malcolm Brogdon would be another guy to take a look at. He's kind of struggled a little bit lately, but he's, he has the ability to fill it up across the board. Uh, Jeremy Lamb has been pretty good lately. Uh, his props might be low, but yeah, I mean, this is a team uh, you're going to want to look and, and see some props on the Pacers side, just because, uh, uh, again, I mean, Brooklyn's had one game recently where neither team reached 100, which was stunning, uh, was against Miami. And at that point, Miami didn't have Jimmy Butler. They had a lot of COVID issues. So uh, you could understand why that number was the way it was. Yeah. What's the highest over-under total that you've seen so far with the Nets? Um, I think – I'm trying to remember. They definitely had one in the 240s for sure. Uh, maybe 240 – I know there was a 244. I don't know if there's been a 250 yet, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> that 240 probably came on the heels of that, uh, that double OT game that they played against Cleveland. It's just so tough with them because you feel like you want to bet the over every time out with them. And then you're right. like, well, and I think they've gone over in every game uh, except two recently. Um, so they have gone over quite a bit. Uh, but once the numbers against better teams start to move up, you're just like, damn, that's such a high total. But they just keep going over it all the time. Yeah, listen, I mean, this is, we, we knew this was going to happen, right? It's, when they, they ended up, uh, when, it, when Harden went, landed there, you just, I mean, you knew it. And I mean, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of tough also because, you know, you also have to pick which guy's going to hit that night um, out of the three, you know, it's like, you know, DFS roulette, you know, you're just like, all right, well, is it going to be Durant? Is it going to be Harden? Uh, is it going to be Kyrie? Who's going to be the, uh, the standout star for DFS there. But I mean, at least overall, you know, it's still going to be a lot of buckets. Yeah. Now, like tonight was a little bit easier because Kevin Durant is out with the COVID protocols. He can't return until Friday. Right. So, you know, Harden and, and Kyrie Irving are going to have huge usage rates. I mean, Harden's assist prop is like 10 and a half every night. He had six in the first half, man. It's just like that's such a high number, but he's consistently going over it. Uh, he played almost the entire first half. I think he came out in the last two, but his assist the last few games, he had 10 the last game. That was in 29 minutes because it was a little bit of a blowout or it was in control late, so they pulled him. Then before that, 12, 14, 11, 15. I mean, like he's consistently over it, but it's like 10 assists. Do you really want to bet the over 10 assists? You know, that's what you think, and then he keeps going over it. All right, so we're targeting opposite the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. We're obviously targeting a lot of the Nets as well um, for those. Uh, any other NBA teams that we're looking at where you really just look at a target against, like Minnesota? I mean, Minnesota does not look good, uh, giving up an average of, of 115 points per game right now. Um, do you look to targeting anybody opposite Minnesota, similar to the way 
you target opposite, uh, you know, the Nets. Yeah. And I think Minnesota is right there. The Wizards are another team, play at a very fast pace. They're not good defensively. So that's another team that you look at uh, for sure. And, you know, a lot of it, too, is also trends. You know, sometimes I've said the books are kind of slow. Like one of the recent ones has been Draymond Green assist and rebounds and uh, played the total. I think it was 13 and a half the other day. It went over. It was 14 and a half on Monday. It went over because he had 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Part of that is because he was on a minutes limit to begin the year coming off uh, COVID and everything. And he's just said that he's starting to kind of get into conditioning and feel better. And he's seen at least 36 minutes in three of the last four games going into Tuesday night where he was listed as questionable. It sounds like he's going to play. Um, So, you know, that's a trend that you see and you're like, all right, I'm going to keep taking this until the books adjust. Uh, So those are kind of things that I look for. We did that earlier this year with Jeremy Grant. We did that with Aaron Gordon assist and then he got hurt. Um, So like, Cole Anthony is someone to look at now for Orlando because Orlando, no Evan Fournier for two games in a row, and he was a, a big scorer. So they really only have Nikola Vucevic, uh, and his prop totals are pretty high. I think it was 25 Ooh. and a half points, 25 and a half points uh, on Tuesday night for him, and his rebound prop is 11 and a half. Uh, and so they don't really have much scoring, and Cole Anthony is starting now, and he's going to have to take more shots. So you know, that's kind of what I look for. But, you know, the worst defensive teams by defensive efficiency are Sacramento, Portland, Washington, Brooklyn, Dallas, Minnesota. So you're always going to look at those teams. You know, you look at the pace that the teams play at. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of different things uh, in certain trends that you pick up and you see the numbers are low. Books eventually adjust and you move on to the next one. There's there's usually something you can always find and hope to exploit you know joel Embiid's been crushing it but that, that those prop totals are get, getting higher uh you know maybe like a donovan mitchell assist you start to look at because mike conley's out he's been averaging about six assists um so yeah there's different things that you can look at uh and pick up some trends on and uh playing time obviously is the big thing too you know some guys who are not used to playing like patrick williams we hit five and a half rebounds on monday night uh he's playing a bigger role with uh, Laurie Markinen out, Otto Porter out. Uh, so injuries will open up playing time for these lesser guys, and then the props are a little bit slow to adjust. Interesting. All right. Well, you know, I kind of want to want to dive in. I mean, I was talking about your uh, your props and your work over at Wager Alarm on uh, on the show today, uh, giving you all sorts of delicious praise. Um, so I'm just kind of, kind of looking at it there. I mean, listen, I got to stay busy, man. With no football now, it's like I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm dealing with hockey, right? And I'm loving the uh, the the fantasy league that I'm in. I kind of like my team. I've done pretty well so far, head to head categories. Um, I won my first two weeks, and then I tied five five and one in my second in my third week. So I'm kind of digging on my team there. I'm looking at the best bets, Wags, Josh Wagner from Fantasy Alarm, uh, WagerAlarm.com, SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio, the producer on uh, Alarm After Hours with you and Fensty. You know, looking at Wags' best bets. I got to keep myself occupied, man. Like, baseball seems so far away right now. It's it's really weird, doesn't it? It's not far away, though. At least draft season's not far away. That's why, uh, yeah, I mean, the season doesn't start till April 1st, so... 
it's less than two months, seven weeks or so. But to me, it feels like it's almost here. Uh, but just because I know drafts are right around the corner and I feel like I'm not where I should be at this point. That's probably why. And I don't like feeling like that. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. We got to, um, we got to get those rankings. You got to get those rankings in Adam. Everybody wants to know where your rankings are. They'll be there shortly. (laughs) (laughs) I get at least 25 emails a day saying where the hell Aronis's rankings. I've got draft and hold to do. I've got best ball to do. And Adam Ronis is just not, he's just all wrapped up in his hoops and he's not dealing with any baseball right now. Not true. I'm just busting balls. Of course it's not true. Of course. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want you working at fantasy alarm. If it was true, that would suck, dude. They would. (laughs) I'm Adam Ronis and I'm not doing any work. Things you'll never hear, which I love. Um, did you hear, you know what, actually, before I, I get into this question of the nonsense that, uh, uh, more nonsense from MLB, go figure, uh, want to give a shout out to our sponsor, uh, Monkey Knife Fight, the, uh, the DFS site you should be playing on, especially if you're hitting those props that Adam Ronis is dishing out over at wageralarm.com, Monkey Knife Fight, here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and esports, too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A N T E U P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, Adam, in the latest saga of MLB, you're making me want to kill myself. They're going to be doctoring the baseball to deaden the baseball. That's that's what I'm hearing right now. I haven't dived full head first into this story because I saw it and I immediately vomited. And so I had to like, you know, I had to brush my teeth and gargle and uh, whatever. We're between pitchers being handled with kid gloves and not uh, and not going long innings. So now we've got to detract from the hitters here by saying what we're going to deaden the ball. Why are we fucking around with the baseball? Excuse my French. I don't know, man. It's always something. And here's the crazy part about this. When they do things, they usually don't say anything. 
I mean, we all know something has been done in the ball the last couple of years with all the home runs flying, but they never said anything, right? Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's just the way it is. And now they're actually making a statement about it or I don't know. It's just very weird with what's going on. And it's really tough to quantify. Um, you know, everyone's going to make a guess and change projections. But like, how do we really know? Because we don't know exactly what's being done. We could speculate. So maybe the guys who are not huge power hitters and you look and go, well, their average distance of home runs is in the lower percentile. Maybe those guys. But let's be like, you know, the elite power hitters that hit bombs. OK, fine. What are they going to hit a couple less, two or three? But if they have elite power, they're going to go out. So I guess it's the again, I'm just guessing. I don't know. Uh, everyone's going to probably someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm knocking down this guy, this amount of home runs. No one really knows. What's really going to happen? Because we don't know exactly what's being done to the ball. No, no. I mean, we don't. I mean, you know, we're, we're being told that they're going to deaden it. That obviously we have an idea that, I mean, I, I, I just see that's what I don't understand. I don't Why? Why? Like, you know, everybody love what happened to the what happened to the chicks dig the long ball promo that they used to do. Right. I thought everybody loves home runs. It's not. You know, the elite pitching can withstand that kind of onslaught here. It's the, the the mediocre pitching that always gets lit up on a regular basis. But I don't understand. Like, does baseball does baseball just hate its fans? Like, is it trying to drive away people from watching the games? I don't know what they're trying to do. It's certainly not fan friendly with what they're doing. I mean, they should need to follow what other sports do because all they're doing is pissing people off. I mean, the fact, again, that we've waited this long to know a lot of things that's going on uh, with the rules of the game, it's just mind-boggling that they've taken this long to do these things, and then they mention this now, like, you know, seven weeks before the season begins. It's just crazy. Um, I don't know. What, what are they trying to do, speed up the time of the game? I don't know if that's going to work. They're still going to make uh, bring in five pitchers for every team every night. That's going to take time. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're being told of all these innings caps and six man rotations and, you know, not letting pitchers go a third time through the order. Uh, that's that's definitely going to slow down the pace of the game. Right. Having to constantly bring somebody new in. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, in all honesty, I, I didn't get to watch enough baseball last year during the pandemic. To know, really, like you know, did that did, did the third uh, the third the three battle rule? Did that really did that screw people over? Like, did we get did we see enough relievers get lit up because they weren't just throwing a one batter and swapping out? I didn't, re you know, I mean, it's tough to like look at data from last year and take it seriously, but I mean, I'm sure that there are certain things like that with these rules changes that um, we probably should be paying closer attention to. Yeah, I didn't really notice any significant changes in that either. I don't think it really sped up the times of the game. I don't know. The times of the game, it really does. It doesn't bother me if it's a good game and everything. I know for other people it's different. And really where it matters is the younger generation because I think that's what you're trying to do. You know, they, they have me and you, I think. I mean, I'm not going anywhere. I mean, I love the game and – I'm going to watch, but it's really the younger generation that they need to capture, and they clearly are not doing a good job of it. 
What what could they do to like get the younger generation? I mean, because obviously, I mean, let's face it, right? The the kids today they have the attention span of a of a gnat, right? Everybody's got their heads in their phones. Everybody's you know, it's all about screen time, uh, stuff like that. Like, I mean, does baseball need to come up with some sort of like interactive like game for for like kids to want to be at the ballpark and and do that? Did I just give away the multi million dollar idea? What the well, hell? They do do they do do that. They have different. Th- See, I think that's kind of stupid, but because why are you going to go to a baseball game then? Yeah, that's not helping kids watch the game. That's just like, oh well, oh they have this game here. I'm going to go play that instead of watching the game. I mean, if that's if the goal is to well, we need parents to get their kids to the ballpark, but I don't see that that doesn't grow the game. No, I mean, I mean, like like a, like a game. If the kid's going to be sitting there on his phone anyway at the ball game. Is that the, you know, do you come up with some sort of an app where they can play along with the, the game itself, you know, voting on, you know, finding way voting on this, uh, this managerial decision or, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. You got to come up with something for, for the, the, the younger generation. I mean, I don't even know. Like you tell me, I mean, I, I cause I, I kind of feel it's kind of funny. I kind of feel like I'm, I'm like way out of touch with young kids. And what they like, but I mean, so far all I can think of is like video games, uh, is like the big deal there. I, I don't know what else is there. Yeah, I mean, it's I guess that's tough um, because even for the other sports where there's action, they're still kind of buried in the fall. It's just a different generation, man. It, it, it's tough. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what baseball can do to be honest for kids because it's a slow moving sport. You know, there. What can you do? I mean, a three-two count. It takes up time, right? Six pitches, fouling them off. It's tough. Um, I'm really not sure what they can do to to get more kids involved. Because I don't think speeding up. Okay, what? Uh, does it make a difference whether it's two hours, 45 minutes, or three and a half? What is that going to do? No, I'm listen, I'm against the whole speeding up the game kind of a thing. And I'm against the rules there because I think that, you know, the rules changes that they're talking about for all of that. Because I, you know, I, I think you should have the game in its natural state, um, and what it is. Because baseball is, it's about matchups, it's about decisions, and it's it's about you know there's strategy to it, and that does take time. You know, I mean, it's not, you know, I'm sorry that it's not this like you know high paced action packed game uh, on a regular basis, but I mean, oh, I don't know. I mean, again, you know what? Super thankful I have no kids, Adam. Because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what it'd be interesting because i wonder you know i would obviously try to get my kid into the game i wonder what i would do i mean i guess it feels like we're going to a game and just hope that they kind of get excited by it or i don't know because man did no phone yeah i get that's what you do just so it's just like if you're an athlete or celebrity dating someone and you're sneaking them in somewhere they can't bring their phone into the hotel room or your house so maybe it's the same thing. Can't bring your phone to the game. Oh, they wouldn't even go. I'm like, oh, I'm not going. I'm staying home. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Let's, let's think about you, Adam. How about you? Well, I, I like, can't. Like, that, that's the problem is that you can't you can't have a kid and bring him to the game and tell him no phone because your head's stuck in your phone the whole time, too. Uh, guilty as charged, man. But I'm not. I'm either checking box scores, news for the other games. You know, it's hard. I mean, I'm always looking up at the scoreboard, like between pitches or between innings. Looking at the scores, it's it's like waiting for it to change. And then it's like, all right, I need to check the box score now. I need to check my phone. Who's hurt? Uh, 
what pitchers throw in a no hit. You know what I mean? So it's kind of work related or fantasy related for me. I'm not out there playing fucking Candy Crush. I might be on Tinder swiping, maybe. Uh, probably not at the game. Well, but see, there possible. you go. That's the problem. You shouldn't be on Tinder swiping while you're at the ball game. I probably won't be. I'm just saying. I'm probably looking at other box scores or other news or, you know, injuries from the night or something. So that's usually what I'm doing or on Twitter. I'm not, you know, playing. Most kids are playing games, video games or FaceTiming with their friends. I'm not doing any of that. It really is more baseball related where that's the one thing. Not really baseball. I don't mind it because I can catch up. That's the one thing I did not like about going to football games. Uh, And I've gone to, I guess, two regular season games. I went to a couple preseason, but I've been to two Giants Cowboys games. It ruins your day, man. Like, uh, I remember I didn't do the show the next day because I'd be like, dude, I, like, you know, the morning show, like, I, I'm going to be lost. Like, I didn't see anything. So what good am I reading a box score? Anyone could do that. You know, I didn't feel comfortable, you know, talking about the games. I didn't see anything, you know, because even if you go to a one o'clock game and I think at that time I was living in New York, you know what time you get home, <laughs> you know, but, but between the traffic, leaving the stadium and everything. So it ruins the day. And then if you go to a four o'clock game, forget it, man. Um, you just you feel lost. You don't see anything. So that's the one thing I didn't like. I, I would love it if uh, I can go to like a standalone, a Thursday night, Sunday night. Not even now. Nah, Sunday night would not be good because then you got to be there early and you still miss a lot. Monday night, that's different. But that's the one thing I did and not then, like. Then when are you going to do your waivers? For, for football? No. Oh, you're talking about. Going football. to a standalone football game. Yeah, yeah. I would rather do that. I didn't. I haven't gotten the opportunity to. Uh, obviously, the Giants suck, so they don't give any prime time. Nah. Uh, but, yeah, that was the one thing, going to a football game on a Sunday. Baseball is different because, you know, it's one day out of 162. I could just come home and check all the box scores and catch up on everything and be fine. But football, it's, it's really tough. I didn't like it. Basketball, fine. Obviously, come home and check all the news from the night, but football was very difficult because everyone's playing that Sunday. Yeah. Oh, believe me. You're like sitting there and you're, it's like 15 games. There's no bye week. It's 15 games that you have to, that you have to deal with that. Yeah. Oh, believe me, dude. I've, I've had those, I've, I've had those, those days where it's like, you know, um, you know, not being able to, you know, for whatever reason I couldn't catch, you know, I had to deal with something on Sunday that yeah, I mean it was like uh, all right, just turn to my co-host and be like, you're you know, Jim, you're gonna have to carry the uh carry the water here because I have no idea what was going on uh in this game. And then you just hope for like a billion phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I think I you know, I kind of though I want to make this not my mission, but I mean I'd really it just it bums me out to see MLB just so bad at at promoting themselves. Like, I mean, who's giving them all this friggin' advice? I don't know, but they need someone new. And the other problem they have is the teams that are just not trying, man. I mean, it's gotten really bad. You know, you got these teams trading away everyone. I mean, even Tampa Bay, who made the World Series. I mean, they're, they're trading guys away. Like, I know they'll probably still be good. But yeah, come on, Tampa, man. Tampa's always done that. They've I know, always done but that. it's but it's bad. Like it's a terrible look. Now maybe they're right. Maybe Blake Snell isn't good. I don't know. Um, but I think Charlie Morton has another good year in him. Uh, but still, I mean, imagine being a Tampa Bay fan and like you're right there, and yeah, you lost to a better team in the Dodgers, and then 
Blake Snell's gone, Charlie Morton's gone. It's like, wait, what? What's the payroll here? I mean, the Pirates are just a complete embarrassment. Yeah, Indians somehow will probably remain competitive, but it's still a joke that they had to get rid of Carrasco and Lindor and everything they've done over the last few years. Just got too many teams. I mean, even the Cubs are getting rid of players now. I mean, every team in that NL Central outside of the Cardinals are like giving up. It's 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 bad. And for me as a Mets fan, it's going to turn out to be good, I think, because I do have an owner who's going to spend and, you know, the Yankees are going to spend. So for us, it's different, but it's not good for the game, man. I mean, how how are you supposed to be excited as a Pirates fan right now? Well, you're not. I mean, you know, I mean, that's 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 a huge problem. I mean, um, you're not supposed to be excited. I mean, see, that's the thing is that there's there there are teams that are just in the doldrums for so unbelievably long because they're mismanaged. Like, you know, like at least they don't the spend Rays, money. They, they have money. There's revenue sharing. All these teams cry broke. They're making money. I heard Tampa Bay's raised TV contract is ridiculous that they yeah, get paid. Well, the problem is, is that these owners are putting money in their pockets and not yeah. putting it on the field. That's why, man, I used to, I, I loved George Steinbrenner, loved him because he just wanted to win and he just wanted to, to, you know, throw money at the players. That was like his thing. And that was, that was fantastic. Like that's, that's what you want uh, for, out of your team growing up uh, is to, uh, is to have that happen. But yeah, I mean, listen, they're just, they're, so many teams that aren't doing that that it's it's depressing. Why don't we, why don't we just fucking contract baseball? Yeah, I mean, you know, it won't happen, but I mean, we're it feels like it at this point. But all the teams that go into this season that just have no shot, you know, it's just it's pretty bad. I mean, it feels like it's worse than before. Maybe it's just recency bias, but. I mean, there's just so many teams that go in, and it's just like, up, oh, no shot, no shot, no shot. Of course, there's always going to be a surprise uh, that yeah, comes out of nowhere. That. You have that in every sport. Yeah, I mean, but like the Pirates are dead. Um, uh, the Tigers, I mean, they have some good youth, but they're in trouble. I mean, even the Red Sox are just like, mm-hmm. I mean, they had, they got rid of Mookie Betts, man. They didn't want to pay Mookie Betts. Like, really? The Boston Red Sox? Not going to pay Mookie Betts? I mean, the Rockies already done, giving up Arenado. The Giants have no talent. Uh, the Reds are not spending. Bauer's gone. Texas has a bad team. Seattle has a bad team. Milwaukee hasn't done anything. Kansas City. I mean, the Indians, we want to say it. I watch them surprise and remain competitive somehow. I mean, they still have some talent. It's just a joke that, you know, they could have been a team that pushed for a World Series if they kept everyone and made some moves. I mean, we sit in the last couple of years like, really, you're going into the season with this outfield trying to contend for the division title. So, yeah, that, it's it's a problem right now. There's just a lot of bad teams. Of course, in the NL East, it's not that way. Like every, every team is solid in the NL East. Thanks, guys. Well, you know what? And again, there you go. That uh, Contraction like that's I mean, do we really need this many teams? And, you know, listen, I get the players union will be pissing and moaning. Uh, about that, but I mean, what if you what if you increased rosters, roster size, and you got rid of like all the dead weight that's sitting around? And listen again, I'm not talking just uh, baseball. I'm talking just sports in general. Like baseball, yeah, it's, it's it's easy to identify, but I could sit there and rattle off, you know, eight football teams. That I mean, do we really need them? Do we really need them? Yeah, you know, it won't happen though. 
No, of course it won't happen because we're a, a society of morons, right? I mean, isn't I that really what it, what it comes down to? We're we're a bunch of idiots. I mean, you could get rid of the Orioles. We're talking baseball. You can get rid of the Orioles. Get rid of the Jays. What are we going to do at Camden Yards, though? That's a nice park. I know it's a nice park. I, what to do with it? I don't know what to do with it. Maybe you do in baseball, you do an A league and a B league. No, it's like high school now. Well, you know what? But I mean, it's 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 kind of a joke. You know, Orioles. Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. Tigers had great history, but they've been, you know, they've been nothing for so long. So forget that. Uh, the Texas Rangers. Do we really need the Texas Rangers? I don't think so. I don't think so. Give me one LA team. Give me one New York team. Whoa, whoa, whoa! One Chicago so we're gonna get, team. You're gonna get rid of the Yankees just like that? No, we get rid of your idiot Mets. Nah, get out of it. That's not. Yeah, happening. yeah. No, that's the one thing, thing though. New York can. New York supports two teams. They I mean, they, they, they fill up the building. You know, even when the Mets are haven't been great the last few years, they still get fans there. And now with the owner they have, forget it. And the Yankees, oh, it, that's the crazy part. Like the All right, baseball so regionally New York. then. So New York, L.A., Chicago. Where, give, you got give, you know, Tampa draws nothing, man. And they're a good nothing, team. They're a, and they're a good – look, they don't spend money. They are extremely well run. I don't like what they're doing. But that's a team like it's embarrassing that they don't get the support they do. That's a team that you put in another city that would like, like both the Orioles fans would go crazy if they had what Tampa had. Yeah, but I mean, listen, the Orioles, the the, the organizations run like shit. So yeah, they never have any pitching ever. No, they they don't. So all right, so Baltimore, Tampa Bay, get rid of them. Um, get rid of Detroit. Or you know what? Just like limit it to you know regionally, like the Midwest. Do we really need Kansas City and St. Louis and Cincinnati and two teams in Chicago? Like, do we really need all of that? That seems a little excessive. Do we need a fucking team in Colorado? No, I don't think we do. Um, we might if I move out there. You're gonna move to Colorado? No, but my sister lives out there. So what if something happens and I decide to go out there? I want a team. I want to go to a ballpark. I went to Coors Field. I liked it. Oh, tough shit, dude. Can't all be about you. <laughs> okay, California has all those teams. Let's get rid of them, too. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm fine with that. Thing I'm is, California has some pretty good teams, though. Padres are making a run for it. Dodgers are the best. I mean, I know I the Giants aren't good it. now. The Giants aren't good now, but they won World Series. You get rid of the Angels, dude. Get rid of the Angels. See, get the rid Angel, of the A's. Angels will spend money, though. That's the thing. Like, I think they want to spend. Uh, so. Well, then they don't know shit about pitching, dude. Well, yeah, they haven't been. I mean, I'm sure they wanted Bauer, but he probably didn't want to get back there. Yeah. Look, Oakland doesn't spend. Get rid of Oakland. Yeah. And they're always competitive, too. They are always competitive, but those players could be doing bigger things on, def on different teams. You don't need two teams in Texas. You don't need two teams here in the Bay Area. I'm fine getting rid of them. Get rid of the fucking Giants. If you want to keep Oakland because they're competitive, then get rid of the Giants. The only difference is the Giants draw and Oakland doesn't. Yeah. Well, they need a new stadium, right? Yeah, well, yeah. E. coli stadium is not uh, not the, the best of places. But 
They're never going to build it because the team is going to want the city to pay for it. Fucking Oakland City, the city of Oakland isn't paying for this shit. They, they can't afford, they can't defer it to the taxpayers. I mean, it's, it's you know, you're up Shit's Creek without a paddle with Oakland. So, I mean, why why bother keeping it afloat when we're, we're, we're sitting in a, in a situation like this? I mean, I just think that, you know, less teams... Less teams will be much more competitive. You play, you know, teams, you know, in your area a little bit more than, you know, but you still have, you know, longer road trips. Instead of it being a, a three-game series, you know what? You make it a five-game series. Play a team a week. Take two days off for travel. I'm on this, dude. Proposing. I'm on this. Proposing, and then you'll get denied. Like, yeah, okay, thanks. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, are you kidding <laughs> People be like, no fucking way. Why would we do that? Why? Because the owners game is stuff shit. in their pockets. Their owners don't care. They're making money. Up, oh, fine. TV revenue sharing. Yep. Yeah, I don't need to spend on my team. Who cares if fans come to the ballpark? Right, but okay. What? Let, let's just let's say, for example, that MLB loses enough money that they go belly up, like the Major League Baseball organization. Right? They just they go belly up. And all these owners of these teams, they've got nothing now. They can just get rid of it, right? So chalk it up as a loss. It's a great little tax write-off for them that uh, that this all happened. And start over. Start over. Give me a different – you know what? Screw the minor leagues too. Well, they've already done that. I know, right? Oh, Jesus. I don't know, man. Baseball needs to do something. They need to fix themselves. I, I mean – I think everything that they're doing right now absolutely blows and it disappoints me because it's my favorite game. It's my favorite sport. Yeah. Look, uh, one of my favorite sports too. I love baseball. So I will always watch, but it's not about me because they have us. We will always be there. Right. But listen, I'm not going to be around for much longer. So, you know, and, and I'm, Am I, am I really, am I the guy who, am I, are they pulling in money off of me? I don't fucking go to games anymore. Like, I don't, I don't go to games. I don't buy gear. I don't, you know, I don't you do any of that TV stuff. though, right? I, do I watch TV? Yes, I do watch TV. Okay. I do go to games. Um, I don't know how many I went to. Well, last year, I obviously went to none. It was the first year since 1987 that I did not attend one baseball game, man. It's crazy, right? It really is. I went to, I guess, one sporting event in 2020. Uh, I think it was only one. Yeah, Golden State Brooklyn Nets was the only sporting event I attended in 2020. 2021, uh, be interesting to see if that even happens. Uh, I'm dying without it. I mean, not even just the, for me, it's concerts. Right. Believe it or not, it hurts me more to not see a concert, to go to a show than it does to not go to a game. Because baseball has been pissing me off for so long. I don't I, I prefer watching football on TV anyway. I like the angles better. Yeah. You know, to follow the game. I don't care about basketball. Going to a hockey game. I do like going to hockey. Hockey is one of the best sports in person. If you don't like hockey and like, eh, whatever, attend the hockey game in person. You'll be like, wow. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give all my money to the NHL, and I'm not going to give any of it to MLB. No, it's 
not going to matter. Screw them. Screw, screw, screw them. All right. Well, nevertheless, Adam, it's been a, a slice of heaven bitching and moaning to you like uh, like we're the, the little old guy Muppets in the uh, in the balcony. Do you remember the Muppet show? Yeah, I watched it a little bit. Their names are Waldorf and Statler. Okay. I'm just saying, you you can be the Waldorf to my Statler, or I can be the Statler to your Waldorf. Either way. Either way. Um, I know you are hungry. I know you were deciding on, on what you were going to get to eat. While we were talking, did you make a decision? No. I, I've been in this mode a lot lately where I'm like, I just don't know what I want to eat. You know, and it sucks. And then you wait too long, and then it's like, oh, I don't want to eat anymore. So, I don't know. Well, I wish you nothing but the best of luck in this decision, Adam. I know it's it's weighing on you heavily. It is. It's a life-changing decision. It, yeah, it is. So, I, on the other hand, know exactly what I'm having for dinner because the wife's bringing it home with her uh, after work. What would that so, be? You, my friend, can go sift through the many menus that you have from DoorDash and Uber Eats and all the other fun stuff there. Um, we will be back tomorrow, everybody. Thanks very much for tuning in to the Handy Up podcast. For Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Bender, and we'll catch you next time.